You're listening to episode 42 of the Becoming Aligned podcast. Welcome to Becoming Aligned, where we'll step away from the busyness of our days to explore what it looks and feels like to create meaningful lives that align with our personal values. My guests have found their own unique way to navigate through the distractions, the pressures, and the expectations of everyday life. And in the process, they have discovered the freedom to be truly themselves, to tune into their own heart, and to honor their own unique voice. I'll explore what motivates them, what challenges them, and what strategies help them work towards their goal in a way that nourishes their mind and body. I believe everyone has a story to share, and that we become a stronger community when we're able to listen and learn from those around us. I'm your host, Maureen Ryan, the founder of Ryan Wellness, I'm a Chicago-based self-discovery mentor and Pilates instructor. I hope these conversations will serve as inspiration and as a reminder that it's not about perfection, but the process of becoming aligned. In this episode, I talked to Chelsea from the Wildflower Kitchen, who is on a mission to help the nurturers of the world learn to prioritize their own nourishment. I love that. We chat about how she cultivated her relationship with food and nourishment and how this informs the work she does with her clients. She tells us more about her business, The Wildflower Kitchen, and all of the wonderful ways she helps support her community, which has expanded to include an online option, which is wonderful because all of us can now benefit from Chelsea's work. And she shares some of her meal planning tips, which I found so helpful. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Chelsea. Thank you so much for joining me on the Becoming Aligned podcast. I'm so glad to have you here with me today. I am so excited to be here and so appreciate you asking me to be on with you. Oh, thank you. Well, I wanted to have you on for a few reasons. One is that I really appreciate your approach to wellness. You know, on your website, you share that you're on a mission to help nurturers of the world learn to prioritize their own nourishment. And I love that so much and i think it's so i think it's oh. so needed right now so i i love that that's part of your mission and you know you also share on your bio that you're passionate about helping others tune out the noise of dieting and instead rediscover how to nourish their body well and find joy in food and you mm-hmm. know i like i said i love that and i would just love to learn more about your personal story in terms of how you began to cultivate this relationship with food and nourishment. And I know we're going through like some stressful and challenging times right now. And I think it can be so helpful to like pause and consider, you know, consider ways we can care for ourselves and nourishing your body Mm -hmm. is a big piece of this puzzle. So I love to talk a little bit about that and learn a little bit about your business through the course of our conversation together. So I hope you're, hope you're open to all of that. Yeah, I am so excited and yeah, can't wait to talk about all of those things. So excited to dig in. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, before we get started, Chelsea, do you mind just introducing yourself to everyone and telling us a little bit more about who you are? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm Chelsea, and I'm a certified nutritionist and personal chef, and I live in Seattle, Washington, which is where my business, the Wildflower Kitchen, is based. Um, I live. And yeah, in Seattle with my boyfriend in our chocolate lab. And yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, Seattle's so beautiful. Uh, like I, I know it gets damp and cold, but it just looks like it's such a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful area. Um, yeah, Chelsea. So you're a certified nutritionist, then you said, correct? Mm -hmm. Where, mm -hmm. Yeah. Where did you go to school for your for your uh, your? Did you get that in undergrad then, or was that your master's? Yeah, that's my master. So I I originally had moved um, to Seattle to go to the University of Washington, and that's where I got my undergrad. But then I ended up moving um, to Portland, Oregon for a year to get my master's of nutrition um, at a school called the National University of Natural Medicine. Um, it's a um, kind of holistic program, and I had a great experience there. And then ended up moving back to Seattle. I love it here and have been here for the greater amount of like the last 10 years or so. Okay. so. Cool. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have more questions to ask you about all of that. But before we, <laughs> okay. dive, before we dive into that, let me like take you back in time. Like if we were to see like a young Chelsea, what would younger Chelsea be like lost and absorbed in? Like what would she get kind of like lose track of time doing when you were like a younger person, like even a little kid? Yeah. Um, something that I've always loved is books and reading. Mm. I've like always been, I'm kind of a natural introvert. And so I think reading has always been a nice place to escape the world and just get fully absorbed in a book. Um, so that's been like one of my, it still is to this day, yeah. but I have always been a huge reader. Oh, I love it. Like, do you have any favorite books out there? I know that's putting you on the spot because I find those questions so hard. <laughs> it's hard to pick a favorite. But yeah. Do you have any favorites? <laughs> yeah, no, I think, um, I don't know if I can pinpoint favorites, but lately I've been doing something that I've been loving during this pandemic time is mm -hmm. I've been doing book of the month. I don't know if you've heard of that, but they it's such a fun subscription and you choose a book each month and it gets shipped to you. And they're always like a great mix of like mystery, uh, murder mysteries and like romance and um, just like fun novel or fun uh, memoirs and things like that. So that's been kind of my source of yeah. finding great books right now. I love that. I love that. It's like, it kind of, it's just like whatever comes, you get to dive into something new. It might be something that you weren't expecting. That sounds really like mm -hmm. a fun way to get to explore and try new things out. Ah, so Chelsea. Yeah, I've been loving it. Yeah. Chelsea, when did you discover your love of like cooking then? Like, did you do your undergrad mm -hmm. in, in nutrition or was that in something totally different? Yeah, so... I had originally, um, well, nutrition has always been an interest of mine. And okay. so I originally went to do my undergrad um, at UW and had been focusing on um, doing something like in the science realm. They didn't have a nutrition major, but I just kind of knew I would have to take a lot of science classes to get into a nutrition master's program. And then eventually I had just like throughout college had just been kind of exploring different options and then ended up going to the master's program in Portland and really that's where I learned to cook it was uh -huh. kind of funny to think 
um, cause my mom, my mom was a great, um, cook. She was always making delicious things growing up and I never really learned how to cook myself. <laughs> um, and then in college I relied on food from my sorority and I just like never had to, never had to learn. And then once I learned in my master's program, we had a lot of like hands-on cooking classes, which was surprisingly like where I found the most joy and interest. Mm -hmm. And I just loved learning how to cook for different, um, to help heal different ailments and um, just learning new recipes. And I immediately started like cooking for friends and family. And I started a food blog and had like some fun little recipes on there. Um, And yeah, that's really where the passion came from. Just like learning about learning how to cook, feeling really empowered by that and just finding a love for creating food and enjoying it um, with others and finding community in that. Mm, I love that. Okay. So that's so interesting because I wasn't sure, like even when I asked your question earlier about what was something you loved to do as a kid, like you never know what's going to come up. And I think there was a part (laughs) Mm -hmm. of me that was like, oh, maybe – Maybe she loved to cook when she was younger. So I love that you came to this later, later in life, not even in your college years. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, you know, post, yeah. you know, post undergrad years. Um, and that like, so you, but you said you had an interest in nutrition prior to that. So was that something mm-hmm. that you just knew for yourself? Like, but the, the cooking took it to a whole new level for you? Yeah, definitely. I, so I've always been really close with my mom um, and we were even close when I was growing up and she's always had an interest in nutrition and health and wellness. And I think that's really where my interest stemmed from. And once I learned that it could be a career, I was kind of all in and um, just kind of thought I would pursue that. And I think, you know, growing up, it was always more of like an interest in different diets and Mm -hmm. maybe trying like the latest diet food and things like that and kind of not not being fully connected with my body but more of like interested in learning about these different things Mm -hmm. and so in my nutrition master's program and learning how to cook was kind of the point where I think I really started to become more aware of the power that food has on our entire lives and how Mm -hmm. it's so much more than exactly what you're putting on your plate and um, being on a perfect diet and all of that. It's, it's so much more than that. It's about, you know, connecting to your body and learning how to nurture and nourish yourself. And I think that definitely comes into play of like where I'm at today and in my business and my life. Yeah, that's, I know. I love that. And I do, that's what I was so curious about because I do think our kind of, you know, when people, we break it down nutrition, it can be like, you know, calories in or calories out and um, kind of loses like the flavor, I guess, if that makes sense. Like the, yeah. the richness to, you know, and the joy that I think can come with, you know, the way we approach food. You mentioned community when you went to the, when you went and got your master's. Is that what, is that what drew you to the program or was it just this, there was the, the it's a natural how did you call it earlier that you said the name of it earlier? Yeah, the it. name's a mouthful, so don't go back. <laughs> um, it's 
It's the National University of Natural Medicine. Natural so medicine. there's like a naturopathic doctor program and it's it's very um, holistic and more of a natural um, holistic program. Okay. So was it that aspect that drew you to it or did you expect the community aspect to be a part of it when you started um, going through that experience? Not really. I kind of had seen this program and thought that it was sounded really great because it also had that hands-on cooking portion and um, the school was actually closer to home, like closer to my family than Seattle. And I kind of thought it might be nice to move closer to home and stay closer out there and had just like gone and visited the school and thought it seemed really amazing. So it was definitely unexpected. And I kind of thought that I would just like, absolutely love the nutrition lectures and just mm-hmm. really thrive there, which I did. I, I had a great experience overall, but I was really surprised by my love for cooking and being in the kitchen. Mm. Were there like certain, like, were there books or chefs or styles that like really spoke to you and that kind of really got you excited at that time or even now? Yeah, um, I think, I mean, I I was so lucky to have such great teachers there. I think I was really inspired by them and um, different guest lectures that would come in and do like kind of cooking demos and talk about their business, um, like what they were doing in the Portland area. And I just felt so inspired and, um, you know, it just opened up my eyes to like a whole new side of being a nutrition professional and um, yeah, I was just inspired by them. And then I think as I was kind of delving into it on my own and getting into cookbooks and blogs, there were a few um, people, few bloggers and cookbook authors too that had um, kind of been inspiring me as well. Yeah. You know, and one thing I was thinking too is I feel like some people can get overwhelmed. I think this is what I was trying to get at a little earlier. Like people can get so overwhelmed like with the noise, as you even mentioned it on your website, like the, mm-hmm. and the labels that are put on food, like something being good or bad, healthy, unhealthy, and all of like the diets and all of the things. Um, did you find like what what did you find like helped you break through all of the noise for yourself? Like I know that's something you're helping other people do now. What did you find was something that helped you do that for yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's such a journey. And I, mm-hmm. I was definitely guilty of going through stages of being more restrictive and trying out different diets and just mm-hmm. kind of um, experimenting and sort of being more rigid about it. And yeah. I think as I've gone along, I think what I've learned is it's more than looking outward on like the latest fad diet and what everybody else is doing. It's so much more than that. It's about, I think, tuning inward instead and building a relationship with your own body and learning how to listen to your body and learning what like works for you. And so that's something that I really try to incorporate and like focus on in my life. And then also that's something that I try to help clients um, cultivate themselves too and I think it is really challenging and takes a lot of time to do that and so I think it's it's really nice um, you know working with somebody or being able to talk to somebody about it 
and talk through a lot of issues that are coming up of like, oh no, there's this new thing that's coming out and I'm tempted to try it and sort of moving away from my body. But instead of like, instead just going back to how can I tune into my body and listen to what it needs and nurture it well. Mm. Oh yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Cause that is like, that's a journey, right? And like, we're going to, yeah, you know, we're going to be figuring things out along the way. And I think sometimes even when we, when we maybe take a turn, it's like, oh yeah, this isn't really working for me. And that, you know, getting like mm-hmm. down on ourselves or beating ourselves up too much for it and being able to yeah. kind of navigate ourselves and tune back in. Yeah. I love that. Like, so, and your oh. in your business, is that, is that what drove you to create your business? Or were you just wanting to at first just share the food and your love of nutrition and cooking with others? Like, tell me about that journey. Like how did, like even just starting a business, Chelsea, like on your own and yeah, that's like, you know, that's a lot right there. Like, tell me about mm-hmm. that experience for you. Oh yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been a long journey and you know, starting a business is definitely hard. And I think starting out, I, it was kind of something that I had always kind of wanted to do, um, or not always wanted to do, but maybe like towards the end of my education, I'd been kind of thinking about. And um, I think it just offers so much more, um, so much more space to like do what you really want to do in the world. And so I started out just kind of looking to other um, nutritionists and kind of seeing what their services were and had sort of like just put up a website with nutrition coaching and wasn't really getting clients in the beginning and was sort of struggling and not really knowing why. And like, it's been quite a journey of like figuring out exactly what I want to do in my business. And I think you know, starting out of like, just kind of looking to everybody else. And then now I feel like I've really built something that I'm proud of. And I mm. think my services now really reflect my strengths and passions. And I've incorporated the cooking aspect in and do some personal chef work now, which I love. And so I feel like it's all been just kind of about figuring out what I truly want to offer in the world and what is helpful for people and what is missing maybe in other areas so yeah I mean it's it's been a long (laughs) it's been a long fun interesting journey um but I'm definitely proud of what my business is today yeah no and I know before we got on I was like I love I was telling you that I just love seeing what you're doing right now because you are putting some really cool things out there and I definitely want to dive into that and I just, I think I'm going to just take a Thank pause you. too. Yeah. Because we met, um, we met going through a program together. Like, yeah, yeah your wellness brand, that's the name of it, I mm-hmm. believe, with Blair Baden-Hop. And mm-hmm. what stage of, what stage of your business were you in when you, when you went through that? Were you already, did you already have that website up, like nutrition coaching, and then we're ready to kind of figure out what your take on that a little bit more? Yeah. So that's, that seems like so long ago. It <laughs> that does. Program. Um, but yeah, it was really fun meeting people like you and I, I absolutely love that. And I think yeah. like, that's totally it of like, I started that program with 
um, where I was when I, you know, I put up my website, didn't really know what I was trying to say, didn't know how to make my services unique to me, just like didn't even cross my mind. And then I came across this program. And from during the program, I definitely um, was able to figure out my mission and um, kind of figure out how to make my services more unique to me and my mission. And I think it, that helped a ton. Yeah. And then from there, there's just been um, a little more of honing in on what I want. And I've added in from since then, I've added in the personal chef services and more of the cooking element. Um, but I think that program was really helpful for just changing my perspective and um, learning how to make my business reflect who I am. And I think it's so great that that's the message because yeah. there's so many nutritionists and health professionals out there, but everybody is going to gravitate towards um, someone different. And so I think all you can really do is be your unique self and put your unique message out there and the right people will come along. And I think that was my biggest takeaway from that program. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's so interesting too, because it's like for, you know, this is how I felt going through it. It like kind of gave me that um, kickstart or actually in many ways for me, it kind of helped me return to something I had originally been thinking of doing and kind of Mm -hmm. dig in a little bit more with that. And, but then that just continues to evolve and evolve as you put things out there and start to, you know, to test it out for yourself. And so I, I love what you're offering. I think you've got some really cool things that you're putting out into the world right now. And it's so interesting. Thank you. Yeah. It's so interesting you hear you talk about the personal chef stuff because I want to know more about that. Like, what is a personal (laughs) chef? Like, how does that work, Chelsea? Like, do you go into people's homes? Do you like talk to them about what their meal plan is going to be like? Or tell me a little bit about how that works. Yeah, no, I think it's fun to talk about because I feel like sometimes when you think of a personal chef, you think of like only celebrities can yeah. have one or just seems like very fancy. Um, but with me, you know, my focus is, like you said in the beginning, I'm helping nurturers learn to nourish their bodies and prioritize their health. And so really I'm just helping people kind of get the healthy food that they want if they just don't have the bandwidth to do it themselves. And so um, how this works is I do like a consultation in the beginning and learn about like the flavors and the cuisines they like and about their dietary preferences and if they have any food allergies or restrictions or anything like that. And then I start to do like I'll do like a weekly menu for them and um, then I actually go yeah I go into their homes and prepare everything for them and portion it out into containers or sometimes I do family style meals Um, but I love it I think it's it's so much fun I love getting into people's kitchens and I think it's so cozy to just you know have them come home to a fridge full of meals (laughs) and I love hearing their feedback and it just brings me so much joy oh my goodness yeah it's it's kind of like this very I don't know like intimate experience in some ways like you're having Mm -hmm. someone who's helping you care for yourself and getting you you know 
what you need to help you like nourish yourself and your family for the week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Do you do the grocery shopping then too? Is that how it works? Like you'll, or do they do the grocery shopping? It's such a weird detail to think about, but I'm just curious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I leave it up to them. Some people prefer to do it themselves. Like I think some people really like going to the grocery store and have a good routine around it. Whereas other families are kind of like, Nope, I would love to pass that along (laughs) to you. (laughs) And especially, especially during this time, you know, not you know, some people are still pretty wary of going out, going to the grocery store. And so it's also nice to have that option to have somebody else take care of it for you. Yeah, no, that's that would be so convenient, I think, for so many people. And it makes me also, you also are doing, um, you have meal service planned now that you're doing? Did you just recently launch something like that where you're, are you delivering meals as well? Yeah, that's something that I've been contemplating throughout this time Um, and you know I've only been going into a limited number of houses um, during COVID I took I took a break of going into people's homes at the very beginning we had we had the stay-at-home orders for a a little while up in Seattle Um, but now I'm able to go out into a few homes and then I just wanted something um, in addition to that um, and just was kind of figuring out the best ways to serve my communities. And um, so now I have a special menu for new mamas, like early postpartum. And so they can order um, special cozy um, healing food um, meals. And um, I have some lactation cookies in there and lots of fun things to just help them in their healing um, process after giving birth. And then I also have a meal package that families can order or if you're just busy and want to eat healthy um it's just a kind of a set package that you can order so yeah getting those getting those going right now um which I think is really exciting just to have that delivery option um for right now for sure yeah it seems like a good way to um it seems like a good way to pivot and yeah, I actually use a, a meal delivery. Like, it's kind of a local thing here, and it's, like, you know, organic and oh. vegetarian meals. They bring a little cooler and drop it off, and then they'll pick it up the next oh, day. Oh, cool. Yeah, and, or not the next day, but the next week. And it has been mm-hmm. something for me that's just so convenient because I am also not one of those yeah. people who likes to go shopping. But I do like mm-hmm. to, like, <laughs> nourish my body with good food <laughs> and healthy food. Mm-hmm. So it seems like a really – that's a really nice way to offer – that I love that that's an option that you're offering for your, you know, for your clients and for your, for the service um, to serve the people in your community. It's really cool. Um, but you're expanding beyond your community too, uh, Chelsea, which I think is neat. Like this, the meal plans that you're doing. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm really excited about this project. Yeah. Um, as well and I think it's fun to like you said be able to serve more people beyond the Seattle area and so um, I think I maybe said this before but my business is called the Wildflower Kitchen and so this um, kind of online community that I'm creating is called the Wildflower Cooking Club Mm. and um, it's on it's over Patreon which is just a platform that you can have like different tiers in and so I have multiple membership options but 
I, I do like two, um, two healthy menus that I post per month, which have just like a few, um, about five recipes. Um, so just to kind of keep you inspired in the kitchen and give you some new healthy options. Um, and then I also do monthly cook along workshops in those as well, which are so much fun. I love them so much. (laughs) They're so fun. That's awesome. I've seen you've been doing more of those. Like, yeah, it's, that's great. Cause then, then people get to cook along with you or see how you're put, putting mm-hmm. things together. Yeah, that's really neat. Yeah, I, I love it. And I think it brings in that community aspect. And I know personally, like through, through the, through this past few months, it's been really great to like, I have been like hopping on other people's cooking classes. And I think it's such a fun way to make dinner more exciting when you can't have you know, people over every That's night true. making them dinner. And so it's such a fun way to um, just kind of switch up your normal routine. And so I wanted to incorporate it into my cooking club. And um, yeah, so I have like, I send out um, all the ingredients ahead of time so that when you join the workshop, you can cook along and learn a new dish and you end the class with your dinner already to go, which is nice. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, those are those are really fun. That's really neat. Yeah, it seems like you've been doing a really good job of like tuning into yourself and the things that bring you joy, and also pivoting to make sure you're meeting the needs of, you know, you know the people that you that you serve and the people your clients. And I am, um, I, I love that. Like for example, that that meal planning aspect of it that for people who are feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. or like they, like you said, they don't have enough bandwidth that mm-hmm. they have one less decision to make that week. <laughs> Cause totally. I, think, I think the more we can do that for ourselves in different areas, you know, if we can just kind of, I mean, that's for me, like that little um, meal delivery I have, it's like, okay, every week go on, pick a few items and then that's done. And it just like frees up time mm-hmm. and space for me. And, um, yeah, it's like, I, you know, it's like figuring out what it is that brings you joy and maybe some of the things that like, do I like shopping or do I not like shopping and what are things that I can yeah. get out just to make my life easier mm-hmm. because, you know, it's overwhelming right now for many, many people. And for sure. Yeah. I think you're kind of hitting on a lot of different ways to reach people depending on what their needs are. So I think that's, it's really neat to see that in action. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely my focus. And I think, um, you know, I work with like a lot of busy women and moms and I think there's such a tendency to feel like you have to do it all. And I think I like, just like you said, like figure out what you do, like have the capacity to do and what brings you joy and then outsourcing the rest (laughs) and being okay with that. Yeah. So do you do like, do people call you and figure out what service might be most appropriate for them? Can you, is that something you do for people kind of helping them talk through it even like in terms of what are the things Mm -hmm. that you don't enjoy and what, like, is that something you work with people on? Yeah, that's, that's usually the first step. Um, So I have like a free 30 minute connect call, I call it. And so Mm -hmm. people can sign up for that if they're kind of interested in working together and, have maybe seen me on Instagram or kind of checked out my website and just kind of want to get a better feel of 
what it would be like to work together. And um, usually in that call, we'll just kind of, yeah, hash out of, hash out like what they're needing support with and figure out like what would be most beneficial for them and um, what makes the most sense in terms of my services. Yeah, I think that's so important because like you said, you know, and I think especially for those nurturing women, right? The ones who are used to taking care of everyone, it can be really hard Mm -hmm. to sometimes like you almost feel like you're supposed to be doing it um, and just even like allowing yourself to outsource something. Um, I know there probably can be even some guilt that goes along with that. So having like a partner Mm -hmm. to talk, you know, someone to talk through that with, I think that would be really, really helpful. Um, And it's just like, you know, another member of your team and your support system. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that'd be so nice. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. I, I love, I love that you said that. And I, I think it's just normalizing it, you know, right. I mean, it might seem like on the outside that everybody is totally put together and doing yeah. it all. And, you know, it's just, you, you can't do it all. No. <laughs> There's always a way to get support and to take some of the weight off of your shoulders. Right, right. And yeah, and like those things that we want to like make sure, I think especially with like nutrition and like in, in eating those good nourishing like joyful foods like tasty foods and it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> for me like I would get into like a rut of just eating the same things all the time if I didn't have that meal delivery service because I am kind of <laughs> lazy when I mean I hate to say lazy that's not the right <laughs> word I am just not it's not something I enjoy putting my effort into yeah so mm-hmm. there's other areas that I'd rather be putting my effort into it but I want the end result of like a delicious meal <laughs> Right. Yeah, the variety. Yeah, the variety and like just feeling good in the food that you're eating. And so it's like having someone help you connect those dots, I think, can be really, really helpful. You know, and and as I was saying that, even like the joy part of it, you know, that's something I love that you're talking about to your clients about the flavor profiles. Like, do you notice, like, do you just get a wide spectrum of what people want and like, how do you how do you incorporate that joyfulness and that you know like level of satisfaction that comes with delicious you know with food like how does that conversation go I, it's kind of a weird question but I'm kind of curious about that yeah it is it's a little tricky in the beginning um, you know figuring out what people like and um, what they tend to um, gravitate towards and so I'm just I really try to stay super open to feedback and I'm always, you know, checking in and seeing how they're enjoying the meals and um, seeing what they're liking and not liking and just trying to be really receptive of that because, you know, it's, it's about them. It's about their enjoyment of the food and their opinion on it. And it doesn't, you know, I'm never offended if somebody is not a big fan of something. I think it's more of like, okay, I can learn. And this is, this is what you love. And so I think it's just kind of being willing to work with it and take in feedback. Um, and, um, usually, I mean, usually like I can just sort of tell because they'll send me, I love when clients send me a photo of their lunch or, if they send me like, oh my gosh, we have a new favorite. I love this meal. I that makes me really happy, and I try to take notes of that as well, and kind of pay attention to the meals that they tend to like. And um, 
yeah, so it's a, it's always a little bit of a um, trial and error in the beginning, but normally people are pretty happy with everything, but just yeah. tend to be more excited about certain meals and then I can always go from there. Yeah, yeah, that just gives you like the feedback and the information you need to kind of adapt mm-hmm. to, you know, because everyone's so different, right? Like certain flavors yeah. and certain things are you know, some people love it. Some people might not. Yeah, mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Yep. <laughs> that would be really interesting. Yeah. You mentioned um, the healing aspect going through like the holistic program that you went through. Um, what is for you like what's how do I say this? Like what was what drew you to that um, in terms of nutrition and um, what's something that you have found that you really enjoy um creating food or creating menus like I know you're doing things for postpartum moms and like Mm -hmm. what have you found for yourself in terms of that healing aspect of food that you've really gravitated towards or that you really you know learned about that you enjoy incorporating into what you do yeah good question um I think I would say something that I maybe has changed um through going to that program and starting my business and sort of through my journey, I think just changing the perspective from what I need to cut out and restrict to what foods to emphasize. And so I just, I love kind of um, helping people change that perspective. And um, so I, I think just like knowing certain foods can help these certain ailments and, um, and emphasizing those in my client's diet. So that's just kind of like a perspective change. Um, and then some areas that I'm kind of more specialized in and do more in my practice is, um, like you said, working with postpartum moms and um, pregnant women as well. And then I'm also um, really passionate about like hormone balancing foods mm-hmm. and um, anti-inflammatory foods and sort of different diets to that help um, heal the gut. And I think these are all just like very common um, issues that are coming up. And I think there's so many ways to support that through food. And also, like I said before, keeping that perspective of emphasizing foods and not creating a rigid plan for yourself, but instead like figuring out a lifestyle plan and Mm. also making sure you're enjoying those like indulgences and fun foods, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I think just like making sure there's the joy piece as well. Yeah, that's a really neat way of saying it. Like instead of thinking about what to restrict, what to emphasize, that's a major like perspective change. And I'm wondering, mm-hmm. as you went through that program, you kind of had that perspective change. It sounds like when you were going through that program. And I'm wondering if there's mm-hmm. any other perspective changes that you have found helpful or that you kind of try to, you know, share with your clients and maybe help them start to understand for themselves. Um, Because I know people's relationships with their, you know, people can be just overwhelmed, I think, in terms of what do I eat? What can't, should I not eat? And like all the questions I think that can go through people's heads. Um, And people can have difficult relationships with that. Um, But I like what Mm -hmm. you just said was really, was really cool to hear emphasizing, you know, what, what to emphasize rather than what to restrict, restrict. And I'm just curious if you have any other kind of thoughts on that or things that you share and work with your clients with. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, well, that's that's definitely a big one. And then I would say another common um, perspective shift that I try to work towards with clients is kind of shifting away from the all or nothing mm-hmm. perspective. I think there's so many times when you think of okay, I am, you know, I want to make this change. I want to be healthy. I'm going to start this diet and be perfect and just go all in. And then they might, um, quote unquote, like fall off the bandwagon or um, whatever you want to say. And then maybe say, okay, I'm going to start my diet on Monday and sort of have this cycle of constantly going through these diet waves. And so instead shifting the perspective of, I can eat well and nourish my body, but if I make a choice that isn't as nourishing, it's not the end of the world, and I can just pivot and get back into nourishing my body right away instead of just going through the more um, crazy ups and downs. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, totally like the roller coaster ride rather than. Yeah. 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 And I know that's, yeah, that's, that's an important one. That's for sure. And even thinking about like, yeah, the joy aspect of food, I think people can be like, well, if it brings me joy, then is it bad for me? You know, it's like, it doesn't, you know, they don't have to equal the same, you know, it's. Yes. That's another, that's another good one is like allowing yourself to have joy and indulgence with food instead of feeling guilty or calling it like a guilty pleasure or something yes. like that. Yeah. And this, I'm sure like all of these things like take practice and it's like, I think just building a relationship mm-hmm. and, you know, having that foundation, you know, I, as I'm talking about, like even just like that foundation of self-trust, you know, like, and you mentioned that earlier, like being able to come back to yourself and, you know, feeling kind of like for you, even your journey, like instead of looking to the outside you know, turning in and figuring out what your needs are, what made you feel good. And sounds like you're helping mm-hmm. your clients to be able to do the same thing so that they can have that trust for themselves to, you know, make choices and, and do things that like feel good for their bodies. And even, you know, it could be mm-hmm. something joyful and it could, yeah, I love, I, I, I love that. I'm kind of rambling right now, but I really appreciate that. <laughs> no, I love what you said. I love that you said trust. I think yeah. that's such a good word in terms of like building a relationship to your body is trusting it and trusting that it's going to tell you what to do next, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Chelsea, we've been talking about how you help like nourish others. What are some things mm-hmm. you do to make sure that you're, especially as someone who's helping the nurturers nourish themselves, mm-hmm. how do you make sure that you take time to nourish you? And what are some things that you've been finding really help you feel like, you know, nourished and satisfied and and um, and good? Yeah, I think um, I try to kind of focus on balance and I know like there's never you're never going to have perfect balance in your life but I think I try to focus on um, getting a good balance throughout the week in terms of like you know my relationships am I nurturing those and Mm. am I um, getting some movement in and also feeding myself well so I think it's like a big picture thing for me for sure but some just like daily things are like I'm 
pretty big on moving my body. Like I usually do something every morning. I think that really helps me focus and stay calm and centered during the day. So that really helps me. And then, I mean, I'm obviously a big food person, so I'm always excited to be um, cooking new recipes. And I usually try to have a meal plan for the week just to make sure I have um, something ready to go. I kind of like, I kind of like making all the decisions at once and then being able to just um, easily prepare things throughout the week and take the take the guesswork out on those busier days when I'm maybe feeling tired at the end of the day. Um, So I like to have that. Um, And then I also, I think I mentioned this before of like being an introvert. And so I really like to have my quiet alone time, at least a few nights of the week of like reading before bed are always that's really helpful for me and really helps me sleep and helps with stress. I'm so with you on that too. Like I need to have that like, <laughs> quiet alone time to just to, to recharge yes. and I love being around people, mm-hmm. but I totally uh, need to take that time for myself. Yeah. And I love hearing you talk about how you have your own meal plan for yourself. And it's like, you're actually, you're, you know, you're doing what you're, you're, you know, you're taking into action what you're telling, teaching others to do. So that's really neat to see. Mm-hmm. And, I think that's the thing like the more we can take the guesswork out of things there's so many decisions that we all have to make (laughs) and yeah like every day like so many decisions (laughs) how can I make my life as like how can I make things as easy and um as easy and joyful as possible so I love that you have a meal plan for yourself um yeah. And then like, what do you, what kind of things do you use to help you guide that for yourself? Like, how do you create that? Like, do you have like um, a system in mind or do you just kind of brainstorm ideas? Like, what does that look like for someone like you? And I know you have so much experience working with food that maybe it just comes really naturally, but do you have kind of a, mm-hmm. a way you approach that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I usually, um, I usually kind of put something together, um, around the weekend time because I like to do my grocery shopping on the weekend and so how I do it is I kind of do a somewhat flexible plan like I I don't like to be too structured because Mm. I kind of takes away the joy from it for me so I I do like to have some room for um room for changes but I usually kind of choose um, a couple of breakfast options that I could have during the week. Like I usually will do like an overnight oat type thing and a smoothie. So I'll have just like make sure I have ingredients on my shopping list for that. And then I try to have a plan for lunches for the weekdays. So I get ingredients for that. And then for dinners, I it's just um, me and my boyfriend. So I don't have a big family that I'm cooking for or anything, yeah. but I usually plan like three dinners per week and I usually look at my schedule and determine like what makes sense in terms of having cooking nights or leftover nights and Mm. so if I'm having like a long cooking day for clients I know that I'm not going to want to come home and cook for us and so I usually try to make those days a leftover day so making sure I make time in my schedule to cook that other night um and so I think, yeah, looking at your schedule is definitely something that's super crucial because 
you know, you can have this lovely, like, planned out thing, but then get to your week and completely have to throw it out the window because you're just crazy busy and don't really know where to fit it in. Whereas I think if you are, you do have your calendar out while you're meal planning, you can really plan ahead and make sure it's feasible for you. And so that's a big one for me. Um, And then I always make a shopping list. (laughs) I like rarely go to the grocery store without a list. Um, I think it's super helpful for staying organized and then I usually end up picking up a few extra things like a chocolate bar or (laughs) like kombucha or something um but I love having a list yeah I because I will always forget something if I go in without a list like guaranteed (laughs) same (laughs) same and then that saves you so much time so instead of going back to the store three times you'll have to or you'll be able to get everything at once and then you'll have what you need for the week. Um, I'm definitely big on making sure you have a decently stocked pantry. Like I know, I mean, me personally, like I don't have a huge space and so I don't have a ton of stuff in my pantry, yeah. but I think it's that's also really helpful when you're meal planning and cooking regularly is just setting yourself up for success in the kitchen and making sure you have all your spices and oils and whatnot. Um, so that's another big thing. Yeah, I like that. Do you have like um, any like must have in the pantry items or like a favorite go to dish that you just, you know, something that you like to whip up on a pretty regular basis? Yeah, um, let's see. For pantry items, I always try to have um, maybe like two or three grain options. Um, so, like, I usually have brown rice and quinoa and farro in my pantry just kind of to always have as a base um I think spices are something if you're not using now I think that can be a really fun way to dress up your healthy meals as the spices so um I'm always encouraging others to try new ones um my favorites I would say that I use a lot I use a lot of turmeric um and chili flakes are a common one um what else I think a good olive oil is always nice to have um we've been using like I have like a lemon infused olive oil which is really fun (laughs) so just some extra little things like that are always good um and then I would say my go-to meal for when I'm like maybe don't have something planned or it's the end of the week and I'm trying to use up extras in the fridge um I usually do some sort of a green bowl so I'll do I'll like pull from my pantry the staple green that I have maybe the quinoa or brown rice or something I'll cook that up and then I'll see what veggies I have left over in the fridge and either roast or saute those and then I usually try to have a protein option on hand and this might be since it's like maybe an end of the week meal I might not have any like um you know chicken or something like that in the fridge so I might always keep like a can of beans in the fridge and eggs and or not in the fridge (laughs) in the pantry um can of beans in the pantry and um eggs in the fridge so you kind of have like multiple protein options and I'm a huge sauce person so I have like so many different tahini sauces and pestos and all these different recipes that I have just kind of in my 
recipe bank. Um, so I'll do a sauce on top of that. Oh yeah. And I think I saw on your Instagram that like someone was just raving about, you know, your sauces that you used or that you've been making. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. That's yeah. And that's something just to dress something up and add that mm-hmm. extra flavor and that extra, like, I don't know, like sense of joy, I guess, or satisfaction that you might get from a meal when it's got something like a delicious, healthy sauce on top. Oh, I love it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love sauces. I, and I think that's another way to use what you have. And, you know, if you always have the tahini and the olive oil around, and maybe if you have extra herbs in the fridge that are going to go bad, you can just blend them up into a good sauce. There's so many possibilities. And yeah, I think they add so much to just like a simple veggie grain bowl. Um, they make it way more fun. Oh, that sounds great. You're making me hungry, like talking to you right now. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> it's not nowhere near dear t- dinner time here. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm even thinking as I'm like listening to you talk. Then like I am like I have to ask her about like desserts or treats. Like, do you have any Ooh. favorites of those? And like, is that a part of like your your delivery service or like how does that work? Does that figure into everything? Yeah, I love. I love having little treats around yeah, for sure. Um, I'm definitely a huge um, chocolate person and cookie person. <laughs> so, um, and I, you know, I think it's kind of what we've said before of like, you have to have that pleasure and joy in your meals. And without that, you know, you're not going to want to stick to something long term unless there's the pleasure and joy aspect. So, I'm definitely a huge proponent of that. Um, and in my meal delivery options there, in both of them, there are um, treat options. So in the postpartum mom package, I have some oatmeal raisin lactation cookies that are really yummy and um, include some ingredients that are supportive for boosting milk production for new moms. Mm. Um, and then in my other delivery service that's more for um, anybody. Um, I have like a weekly healthy snack option. And this week or for next week, um, I'm doing a like um, seed and nut butter energy ball. um, That is so good. And it has cocoa powder in it. So it's like a little chocolate treat. Um, And it's so nice in the afternoon when you're kind of feeling that end of the day kind of tiredness um, and maybe you are wanting something sweet, but it also has a nice um, boost of nuts and seeds to add like the healthy fat so that you're not like crashing into dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this all sounds so good. Okay. Well, Chelsea, I want to ask you maybe one more question and then we'll start to wrap up, but I'm, I'm wondering for you, like, what are, what are you learning and discovering, um, about yourself right now you know it's been an interesting year in so many ways and it sounds like you've made some pivots within your own business but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm wondering for yourself what you're learning and discovering yeah I would say I mean something that I've been focusing on lately is just being really present mm-hmm. um, I found I found that you know this year obviously has been really stressful and overwhelming and a lot of anxiety and, you know, pivoting, like you said, in my business a lot. And I think ultimately it's about 
you know, we have to still find somehow, like some way to enjoy where we're at in our life. And, you know, it's not like, you don't have to be positive all the time every day. But I think being really present helps me um, feel more calm and stable in my life. And so I've been focusing on that. um, And like figuring out, I think, I figured out of something about myself in the last year is like, I really thrive off of routine and um, just feeling comfortable and stable at home. You know, these days I'm like home much more than I normally would be. And so I've been really focusing on figuring out ways that we can make our home feel more cozy and organized and comfortable. Um, And that's been a big focus for a while for sure can I dive into those two things I'm just curious yeah to help help you feel more present I got two questions one I'll start with that one like to help you feel more present what um what have you found that's been helpful to you with to do that um journaling is a big one for me um like having a gratitude journal and being thankful for what I have right now in my life um, and just trusting. I think trust has been a huge theme that keeps coming up for me is trusting my life and that it's working out how it's meant to and trusting that everything in my business is going to work out and relationships and all of that. So trust and um, the journaling and also moving my body is another way for me to feel present too, for sure. Yeah. Love that. Okay. And then my other thought was when you were talking about making your home more cozy and organized, I was Mm -hmm. wondering if like you um, found something that helped you do that or were there any little little tips or tricks or things that you've incorporated that you found really helpful? Yeah, I've been, um, been part of a couple of communities, collectives here in Seattle and they're, are a couple of professional organizers that I've been following on Instagram. So they've been helpful for like getting ideas and little tips. And then we've also been purchasing some plants for our place, which is helping like the sort of visual aspect. So I've been trying to become a plant lady over here. (laughs) Um, But they like really bring a lot more joy and life to the space um yeah I guess not really on the organizing piece but just on the visual aspect (laughs) that's that's awesome yeah like I've totally been in that same space I haven't actually made the plant purchases but I'm already like figuring out where I want them to go (laughs) it's like just to add that extra greenery and that extra I don't know yeah yeah so I love it's it. It's something a little special in your house. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like and a that, pet. <laughs> right. And like, I feel like the more little things we can do, like that sprinkle in, like, you know, that joy and that pleasure and that comfort, like if we can find ways to sprinkle that into our lives. I think that's really, mm-hmm. really helpful. So Chelsea, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time um, to be with me here today. I really enjoyed hearing about your business and all of your offerings and your you're showing up in ways that are helping nurturing women. And, you know, that's something that I'm passionate about as well, because I know these women are doing so much and they're putting so much goodness out into the world and finding ways to help them continue Mm -hmm. to do that. I think is so important. And if people wanted to learn more about you and to follow you, where should they go? And I'll, I'll put this all in the resources as well. 
Okay. Thank you. And this has been so much fun. I feel like this has gone by super quickly. <laughs> so I hope that others are enjoying when they listen. Um, but if you want to find me, um, my business website is thewildflowerkitchen.com. And then I'm also on Instagram at the wildflower kitchen. And there's periods in between the so it's the period wildflower period kitchen. <laughs> Sorry, that was a mouthful. Um, yeah, so you can go to either of those to figure, find everything um, about my business. And if you're interested in my cooking club, you can access that through either of those platforms. Yeah, I love it. And the more we can do to make our lives easier and then also adding that joy and that comfort, I think that's, I love what you're doing, Chelsea. So it was really fun to hear more Thank about you. It. I so enjoyed my conversation with Chelsea and I hope you did as well. I love her approach and perspective on nourishing your body. It was so interesting to hear her talk about how she began to cultivate this for herself by turning inward and learning to trust herself. And it's fun to see how this approach has also guided the development of her business and the services that she offers. Talking to her, I could just feel how energized she is by the work she's doing. You can see how it aligns with her values and just lights her up from the inside out. But as she shares in our conversation, it's been an evolution, especially when it comes to learning to trust herself. And I think this is something that rings true for so many of us. And so I'd love to invite you to take a moment to explore this for yourself. Are there areas of your life where you struggle to trust yourself? You are certainly not alone in this. So I want to encourage you to show yourself some self-compassion here which may be different from your normal or your typical response because it can be so easy to be critical of ourselves. But that doesn't exactly help to build self-trust. So I want to encourage you to try something different to show yourself some self-compassion. And this is something we work on in the Becoming Aligned Online course because it's truly a foundational component to making choices and creating a life that aligns with your values. If you could use some support with meal planning, or if you live in Seattle and are curious about a personal chef or meal delivery service, definitely check Chelsea out. I'll share all of her information in the resource section for this podcast episode. And I'm curious, what did you find yourself thinking about and reflecting on after listening to this episode? Please share on my website, MaureenRyan.co, or on my Instagram page, Maureen underscore Ryan underscore. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today, and I'm wishing you all the best. Take care. Have you heard about the Becoming Aligned online course? I am so happy to be able to offer this. It's something that I've been wanting to create for many years. It's a compilation of my background and experience in education, counseling, and health and wellness. It's a guided self-discovery experience to help you release an all-or-nothing mindset which can often manifest in people-pleasing and perfectionist tendencies. I want to help you learn to befriend your feelings so that you're able to honor your needs and create a life that aligns with your values, a life that feels meaningful, joyful, and expansive. The Becoming Aligned online course is designed to be an online sanctuary space to cultivate a strong foundation for connection, healing, and growth. I want to help you hit pause so that you can step back Soften your gaze and discover a new perspective, a new approach, 
and approach grounded in love, compassion, and restorative care so that you can discover the freedom to be yourself just as you are. You can learn more at my website, MaureenRyan.co. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becoming Aligned. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Becoming Aligned and rate and review this podcast. I'm Maureen Ryan, and I hope you'll join us next time. Take care.